3: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Crypts of Corn Podcast. I am the Great and Powerful Mystery, and I am. Oh, I didn't
4: know you did that. I'm Jay Clone Fifty Nine. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you put a my voice changer. This is my younger self, youthful energy version of Jay. I can. Clone you're 59. not even touching the
3: floor. I'm
4: floating. I'm so excited and full of energy. It's like. like
3: a, your legs are so short.
4: I ate a Snickers. Oh, I get it. Short joke.
3: <laughs> oh gosh! All right, you want me to turn your age back up? Yeah. All right, let me mess with the dials in the back of your head. Turn around. <laughs> there we go. Oh. All right, set you to normal. Your legs are expanding out. Go, go, gadget right. legs. For the second time that you guys don't even know anything about. Oh yeah, we just we're going to our try intro this. again. <laughs> we're just hitting the wrong buttons. Hitting the wrong buttons. Uh, once again, I am the Great and Powerful Mystery, and this is J. Clone 50-what? 50, Nine. 59. It's a divine number, 59 is. And welcome back to Wednesdays. So Wednesdays are listener submissions and interviews and such. Uh, today we have two listener submissions we're going to go over. Before that, we moved our top of house stuff off of Monday onto Wednesdays. To
4: Wednesdays. So this yep. is where you get all your reviews and your goody goods. Yep,
3: it's where they're moving to. Uh, but yeah, so Paranormality, Mal- Paranormality Magazine. We're affiliates. Use our little code, Corn Crew. If you buy anything from them, we get a kickback from it. Thank you.
4: In the lo- show
3: notes below. In the show notes below. YouTube. We officially hit our 1,000 subscribers. Uh, we're well over that now, actually. Uh, oh. So once we hit our little hour requirement, <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Once we hit our little hour requirement, we will be monetized on YouTube. So that's exciting oh, news. Uh, we're very close to hitting the hour requirement, too. All right. And then... uh. The documentaries are on there. Please check out the documentaries. You also go to the website now and go to the documentary page, and all the documentaries will be there. There's a direct link to YouTube. You can watch them on the, doc- or on the website, though.
4: Sweet. corncom
3: Voicemail service, the speaker pipe link. If you're going to call in a story, we we love the call-in stories because we don't get to read anything. Right. They're five-minute segments, <laughs> so please just keep them. You know, if you're going to go over five minutes, just say you know when you call back and do the second one, say part two, part three, part four, do as many as you need, but just say what part they were in the beginning so I can organize them appropriately without Much having easier. to listen to the whole thing. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, PO Box.
4: PO Box number 75, Ada, Ohio, 45810.
3: That's A-D-A, Ohio. Yes. Not Ada, like, the name. R- right. Because Ada, the name is, like, A-D-I-A. All right, it's weird. It's weird. Um. But yeah,
4: if you guys want to sit us up, sit us art, we enjoy that very much. Send us whatever. Send us whatever.
3: If it's anthrax, just make sure you mark it to the J.
4: One of my clones, please. Mm-hmm. Not the original. He's still chained up somewhere.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Conference is coming up this month. Uh it should actually be I well, think this weekend, the weekend this comes out, the week this comes out, this weekend. Okay. We'll be at the Hawking Hills Bigfoot conference. Yeah. Come I see am us. one of the speakers. Come see us, talk uh, to us, shake your hands. Yeah. Come hang out. It's the charity event. Uh so all of the proceeds go to towards charity. The the, the all of this stuff is for charity. So please come out and spend some money for charity. I believe it's the last uh, Big Brothers, Big Sister camp of North America. Ah. It's Camp Otawagua. I can never say it right. Like Otawagua.
4: I have to see it again to know. I think it's Otawagua. Okay. Uh I have to hear them say it first and
3: then I'm good. That our conference, Forty Airwaves, the one we're helping put on. Forty and Airwaves. Here in Eight, Ohio. I'm trying to I'm still getting over being sick, so I'm 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 trying to be high energy. The first Friday, first weekend in October. Sixth, seventh, eighth, right? Yep. And what's happening?
4: We are doing a live podcast. Oh,
3: good. start with Friday. What happens Friday? Oh,
4: Friday. We are doing a Podcasters panel with us and our five other podcast brethren that are joining us on the show, which would be Kill a Mockingbirds, The Bump, um, Uncomfortable, um, uh, AI, and Hollow Sky podcast.
3: There you go. So the Friday night panel is going to be much more relaxed, uh, kind of feel. And then the Saturday night panel, which we'll talk about in a minute, will be much more structured. Right. Yes, so that's kind of Exactly. The, yes. You know, the Friday night one's going to be more informal. Uh, there will be a bar, oh, cash bar. Cash bar. Both days. I will not be sober the whole weekend until we hit pancakes. Right, exactly. And I probably won't uh, be sober be then. will
4: Sunday morning to send you off.
3: So on, uh, I believe 8 a.m. is what we have starting for Saturday. And then speakers start at 10 a.m. But, uh, yeah, there'll be merch. There'll be like a little merch room. There'll be the speaker room. They're right next to each other. There's going to be an outdoor area. As long as it's not raining, we'll have cornhole boards. We'll have games going, stuff like that. It's gonna, It's like a big live show with all the podcasts, but it's more of a hangout session, too. Yeah. So you get to spend—we get to spend the whole weekend with you, not you get to spend the whole weekend with us. Right. We get to hang out with you guys, the listeners that really make everything possible. It's, it's
4: the ultimate podcast experience. You get an up-close and personal, I guess, just experience with us.
3: And then at 9 a.m. on Saturday—or Sunday, I'm sorry, on Sunday is the send-off pancake breakfast at the Ada Bowen Alley. Uh, do we know who's cooking that, Jay? we figured that out yet no, that...
4: M- might be my sister maybe uh, jill maybe okay good i haven't fully asked her yet but my mom was gonna help <laughs> okay so you get to meet some of my family and make you pancakes yeah <laughs> <coughs> stack pancakes get your haircut your know, stack pancakes that's what everyone you get needs. your haircut that's
3: what youth need to say haircut
4: stack pancakes
3: oh okay uh, that's from another podcast and then uh <laughs> then november's CryptoCon. we're vendors for that one yep uh we'll talk about that as it gets closer. But if you're coming to CryptoCon, let us know. That's that's a really fun one as well. I mean, once again, if you're coming to a conference, let us know. Yeah, come see us. If you're trying to get a hold of us to speak at an event or to vend an event or anything like that, or anyway, crypt is the corn podcast at gmail.com is how you get a hold of us. No space just all one word. Anything else for the front of house stuff? I think that's it. Okay. New reviews. We got some good ones. Uh <laughs> the first one, the title is Great Topics. And he says, love me some guys who rip out pronunciations of hard technical science jargon correctly, but stumble over nation capitals. <laughs> good subjects, good takes, not annoying, breath of fresh air. And he just updated it this morning. Oh, That's what yeah. I just read. Okay. Double spaced. it. He said double space it to make it easier to read. Oh, nice. I didn't have time to switch them over.
4: Thank you for looking out for and us. And that is,
3: uh, God, I hate her. Or God, I hate reviews. Oh, <laughs> so we appreciate you taking the time time to to make one for yeah. us. Again, and double it's spaced. Hard. We made it nice.
4: You guys go above and beyond. That's for sure.
3: Uh, This one is by crack cocaine, cr- crack cocaine, cane? crack cocaine, crack cocaine. I don't think that's what it is. But oh, okay, crack cocaine. Okay. This gives me flashbacks in a good way is the title. This gives me flashbacks of a show I used to watch in the mornings uh, where they had portals, angels, lizards, people. All you need now is vampires and you'll have the full set.
4: <laughs> uh, wait, haven't we talked about vampires? No, we haven't. We, haven't so, we got the vampire bats, I think. We've talked it's about...
3: coming. Uh-oh. <coughs> Glad. All right. Thank next you. review. Thank you. Thank you, Crack Cocaine. Yes. Uh, this, this title's awesome podcast. Ooh. Great podcast explores a cryptid world with all things related. I look forward to every week. Keep it up, guys. That's from Glasshole. Oh, thank you, Glasshole. Thank you, Glasshole. <laughs> oh, that's a great name. All right, and we we haven't read reviews in a week, so I have a couple.
4: Glasshole.
3: Uh, this next one's title's Fun with Facts. I love how they keep the show fun while still delivering scientific based information. That's right. Keeping those pine needle glands decalcified. That's right. And that's from M- MLS weasel.
4: MLS weasel. Thank you.
3: The pine needle
4: glands. <laughs> this one
3: next one's from Paul Milk. Uh-oh. Paul Milk. Hey best friends. This is an amazing po- this is the most amazing podcast in the whole world. Thank
4: you Paul. Thank you Paul. Best friend Paul Milk.
3: And then uh Cara Mom. Uh, my favorite bedtime stories. That's what she says. She says, I love you guys. Keep up the great podcast. This is from Mama in Georgia. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Mama in Georgia. Yeah,
4: thank you very much. We very much appreciate that.
3: And we only have one new Patreon member, Natasha Wood. Thank you, Natasha, for joining us. I've talked yes. to her a little bit on Patreon already. Welcome to the cult. Welcome to the cult. Welcome to the cult. You will Here's see a hat.
4: Welcome to the cult. Yep. Take a hat. Get your hair cut and be indoctrinated. There's only
3: two hairstyles in the cold of the corn. Curly, a lot of hair? Yeah. Or, or none, or shaved with just a little square in the back of your head. Yep. Will soon be a
4: lot soon one day. <laughs> one day? She's growing
3: out there. That's what happens when I get really tired and I get really sick cuz I just start singing. I
4: don't even know what that song was.
3: It's from uh Five O Travels There's, Out West.
4: Oh. Fievel goes west.
3: Five O goes west. <laughs> Not Travel Travels Out West.
4: (laughs) That's that's what they should have called it. You're right. All
3: right. So we have two stories uh, for this week. So this first one's a little shorter. That's why we included it in a bundle. But she reached out to me on Facebook. Very nice. Very nice person. And she wanted all her name attached to any of this. And I appreciate that. So we're not going to. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I don't want to post publicly because the uh, grandson of the woman I'm going to mention is on Facebook. She is a grandmother of a young man I had taken back in in 2007. She and I were driving to her farm in the Thumb of Michigan when she told me a story. She and her mother drove up a logging road in the mountains of Appalachia to give her father his lunch when she was six or seven years old, which meant this was probably in 1947 or 1948. After giving him his lunch, they were on their way down the mountain, and they saw a child Sasquatch and a mother Sasquatch. The child tried to run across the road and the mother grabbed it quickly and stood aside so the vehicle to pass by, in which the lady looked back and they were gone. She said they were just like a normal human, mother grabbing their child to protect it. She told me this story after I had told her about my Sasquatch experience. When I was pregnant with my daughter in 1992, my boyfriend had taken or my boyfriend had taken me to the Sturgeon Bay near Levery, Michigan. I've been there. Mm. He wanted to propose at night on the beach on a full moon. We were heading down Leverry Levering- R- Road. It's a hard word. Uh, towards the beach where the Sasquatch was standing on the south side of the road. Full moonlight. Could see him clear as day with headlights. When we passed by, we looked behind us. We saw it walk across the road heading towards the woods. Again in full light. I was never doubted that they were real after that. Mm. There's our first encounter. Okay, so she... So The first one's child Sasquatch. Mother grabs it and just kind of holds him against the road until the car passes. Yep. Second one is very reminiscent of Greg's encounter. Yeah. You know, his passing over and stuff like that.
4: It's just right right there.
3: We have a lot of Sasquatch road experiences, uh, and I really think it's because it's one of the few times they have to interact with us.
4: To even crossing. Like yes. you just happen to be crossing at the same time yes. they are. Yeah.
3: They have to interact with us. Like when you're out in the woods and stuff like that, most of the time, if you see a Sasquatch out in the forest, it allowed you to see it. Right, yeah. It didn't. In our belief. Yeah. In our thought, in our experiences, it allowed yeah. you to see it. They are so much well more well-equipped to deal with us in the woods, like to hide and stuff like that. Right, you pass yep. right over them. So if you see one out in the woods, it's very, I, I, I do think it happens where you catch one by surprise. I think that's very rare though. Mm -hmm. I think most of the time they allow you to see them for whatever reason. I don't know, but that's my beliefs. So these were both road stories. Gotcha. And I think that's the time where cars move so fast and that you kept them around the bend and you just catch them by surprise. Right. Yeah. And they just freeze for a moment. They wait till you to pass. They do all this stuff.
4: Hmm. It's just the kind of the way they react in that situation, I guess. I mean, you would think though they would hear a car of all things approaching.
3: Well, probably. I mean, they probably hear them approaching, but with all the other roads and stuff like that, yeah, cars going this way, that way, this, you know, yeah, you have to cross the road at some point, and there may not be a moment where there's not a car.
4: Right. Yeah. Especially when you're at your kid. Hmm. Hmm. I just it still adds pieces to the puzzle. What? What is Bigfoot? You know, whether it's just coming across it by, it'll, you know, it's a what's a maternal figure you know watching their kids or is it some like just spirit you know energy wandering the woods you know know, we should
3: revisit that
4: i think we could in some in some
3: what is bigfoot now that we've done this so much right yeah we did that early on season one what is bigfoot right yeah it's been a while and now that we're in what are we in season four now yep and hundreds of episodes later yeah, we haven't really retouched, polished it back up again. Just see what I mean, our let's opinions pull, have changed. Yeah, I, I know my opinions changed since maybe, the beginning of this ride.
4: Maybe we should pull that topic out of the drawer, dust her
3: off, and, and run uh, her again. Yeah, ready for our next group of experiences. Yeah.
4: Oh, and and just before even before we jump into that, I think it's nice with these stories being submitted. You know, and it kind of re inspires thoughts like that. It does. No, it does because yeah. it
3: makes you think for a second. Like, adds
4: more to the puzzle.
3: We read so much about this stuff. Yeah. But when it's a listener reaching out and telling us their experience is what inspired the whole thing. Right. Yeah, Got yeah. this whole ball rolling. Basically, yeah. And it, it really is amazing. So please keep them coming, whether it's written or audio.
4: Right. But we, we prefer the audio because it's just. I don't have to read. Yeah. It's nice hearing your voices, too. That
3: and you can hear the like the inflections in your voice. Yes. And the You know, the emotions behind it and stuff like that that I can't put behind somebody.
4: And a text, definitely. You can't. Or, you know.
3: hmm Go on. No, I'm just was waiting for you to finish your, whatever you're mumbling about. I don't know anymore. I, I picked up on that. Yeah. The email starts, hi there. I'm a friend of Tom's. Uh-oh. Mm. Or the famous Tom. You can call me Gary. Not my real name either. <laughs> he had highly suggested. I share my own experiences uh, for a while. and here So here we go.
4: Oh, all right.
3: If you want a little context about me, I lived in Ireland. While English is my first language, it's a slightly different dialect. Apologies if anything in here is incomprehensible. But take heart in the fact that reading this a hundred times, e- reading this a hundred times easier than trying to understand me speak. <laughs> He's <laughs> a real Irish. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, maybe he hasn't heard you read. <laughs> well, no, have you heard real Irish? No. Oh, gotcha. How come I, it's, it just sounds like you're beating a sheep to death? Oh. <laughs> sorry Gary, but it's you know it's true <laughs> I will open up by admitting that up to my own experiences I I was never a particularly big fan of the paranormal. I have two degrees both in history. Once I love I still do love a good myth and folklore tale. I live to think that of myself as a very rational person. I'm not very imaginative or emotional. I love my facts data and logic. The closest I got to the sphere of the paranormal was reading a Wikipedia about some cryptids as a teenager and a few unsolved mysteries. The Love love Pass is probably my favorite, which is one we will cover eventually.
4: Russia, right? Yeah. Okay.
3: All right, ready for some of his stuff?
4: Yeah, so let's see his experiences.
3: So beginning in 2019, I began working in a place which I'm going to apologize as I will need to be somewhat vague about it, except... Uh, except for or about its exact purpose and location as I still live relatively nearby. There are a lot of coworkers and former coworkers in the local community, and I really don't want this to come back and bite me. I don't think we're huge in Ireland, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, Now, I would say if this is an Australian story, you definitely want to change some stuff around.
4: If it was French, you could give us full disclosure. Yeah,
3: nobody listens to us from France. Uh, what I will say is that it's a crumbling old manor house in the forest of the western half of Ireland. Oh, it's Manor.
4: Oh, is that what it is? No, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I
3: know. I made that name up completely. Oh, okay. But I still live in north uh, and south access, uh, unmentioned for the sake of ambigu- ambiguity. Mm. The forest isn't super old. There aren't very many true old forests left in Ireland. From what I recall, most of them were cut down by early man. And prevented them from going back with heavy cattle pasturing. The surviving sections slowly cut into uh, into the slowly surviving the slow. Oh my gosh! A few forest surviving sections slowly cut into s- since, although there were a few forest parking in the lo- like Like, this is a little hard to read. <laughs> I'm going to be real frank, Gary. Uh, the little the dialect is different. Where was I?
4: Is it is it written in iambic pentameter?
3: This one is a question, I think, of about 200 to 250 years old. The manor house itself sits on a hill in the center of it. There's a road that runs only about half a mile away from the building, but you wouldn't know the trees swallow the sound, and it feels incredibly isolated at night. The manor house itself is quite badly kept. There's quite a few sections that are uninhabited. The entire wing of a building is totally gutted, and many or may not even have a staircase in it. It I will not say exactly where it or what it's for but it's not open to the public and it has some people who live in it as well as staff okay any questions so far um not yet pretty straightforward right now sounds like my old house okay like literally just this the, the long drive swallowed by the forest right all this yeah. Stuff. yeah Uh the unusual staff started not too long after i arrived the unusual stuff i'm sorry okay There was a room which required constant supervision from the staff members who would sit in it or would sit with one of the residents. It was an extremely boring shift as the new guy I frequently got stuck with it. It wasn't too long before I started to notice that the room had a very unpleasant aura to it. I described it as a sensation of being watched intensely and from uncomfortably close by. Imagine if you are sitting at a table and you turned to find somebody was just standing over you. Tightly staring down the back of your head for a significant amount of time. I initially choked up, or choked this up to, or chalked this up to the resident, which was uncommunicative at best of times and fond of a good glare. This sounds like a nursing home, is what I'm imagining.
4: It almost does. Yeah. But
3: he didn't say that anywhere. Just kind of sounds, sounds like a nursing home. Yeah. Uh, this issue is to exact only works when a person is in question is actually looking at you. Not sitting facing the opposite direction and right. isn't fast asleep. Shifts in the room grew uncomfortably tense and the presence or in the pretense of an until the individual in question left and the room sat empty for nearly six months. Mm. So he's had to sit with somebody. I'm pretty sure this is a nursing home from reading on and everything. Sounds like it. Uh, so he's are sitting with a resident uh, and he just feels like somebody's staring down the back of his head.
4: Watching him, yeah.
3: And it's not the resident. The residents sleep facing the other way. Yeah, yeah. What if the residents astral projecting? Ah, an old witch or something.
4: You know, and you can go anywhere in the world, but they they choose to go like two feet from themselves. Old people
3: are bitter, (laughs) just to watch you. Old people are bitter.
4: Well, you must have done something, Gary. What'd you do, Gary? You sound guilty.
3: What'd you do, Gary? You ducked my last gummy. (laughs) I spent most of twenty twenty two or twenty twenty. I'm sorry. Working the night shift in the same building, after the COVID lockdown started, we started using the rooms for COVID testing. One night, I was on my way to perform one when an older cold worker had told me that the ravened. Do you use this term in the states? If not, it's a member of the clergy. Okay, no, we don't. No, we don't. Uh. It's ravened. Okay. it's like literally like the bird end. Uh, had formerly stayed or formerly stayed in that room on and off for many years. We went up to perform my test is normal although upon finishing I paused the air in the room felt for lack of a better word heavy like there was something standing in the right there in front of me although it was a small clearly lit room I could see that there there wasn't anything I am rather a sarcastic person so I said hello Raven I turned to leave and switched off the lights I was halfway out of the door before I realized I hadn't taken the test sheet with me and then I had to turn and return to get it. I went back, and the door closed behind me, and I walked over to the table. The air in the room felt heavy to the point of being oppressive. As I was lifted up the sheet, a gust of cold air moved the page off the table underneath it. The door was closed, the windows are closed, and there's no ventilation. At this, I turned to leave, and the air felt like it was physically pressing down on me. I had never ran out of the room so fast before
4: interesting
3: what do you think so far
4: i mean clearly there's some sort of presence in this
3: in this sounds like just in that room in particular right yeah but it's weird that he, he called it the Ravened, right as he said sarcastically but if it was that individual yeah that would be a nice thing but whatever it seems to, him to get much more maybe it just aggressive yeah but after I, it doesn't
4: sound like it's being like negatively aggressive, but more just like... Oppressive. Like, I'm here. Like, letting its presence Mm. be known a lot more.
3: Mm. You're much more kind than I am.
4: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I just heard a story, too. Someone had told me um, just a few days ago. I was talking to him, and they said that they were telling me, you know, about experiences, you know, with paranormal or even, you know, Bigfoot, in a sense. Um, They said that their friend was going through a really rough time in life, and he supposedly has like Bigfoot presences on his property. And he said at one point he felt during this uh, moment of where he was just very, uh, I I mean, depressed is probably the word, but just very negative and down. He was sad in his house by himself. And he felt a presence um, like squeeze his arm, like his whole upper arm. And he said he felt like it was a hand just giving him like a squeeze, like a hug almost but he said it just was one big hand he could feel it and it just held him there for a second and then it slowly let go and let it let go and he felt calm like it was com- it was <laughs> like a, com- a comfort thing a comfort thing yeah
3: so you know my opinions on ghost yeah and, and this kind of stuff i do think that there's something to be said about the electronic voice parrots yeah that there's the entities not it's hard to explain it's so hard to explain because I have it all worked out in my head, but right, it's getting putting it, it out. out there. Yeah, that there are it, there's animals essentially, other beings that live in the earth's electromagnetic field. Yeah, it's a whole other biosphere essentially, yeah. a whole other clay to life. I do think they can sense us because we produce electromagnetic pulses. We are technically we're electricity. Right, piloting meat. Right, meat Our, your thoughts, your your emotions, your what I think is your soul, is more electricity. Than it is physical.
4: Right. It's just an energy. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: So they can see us very well, I think. And we can't see them hardly at all. Mm. Because everything, all of our sensory organs are physical. Right. To deal with a physical realm directly around us, you know, everything's, you know, sight, touch, you know, they can barely right. interact with us. The
4: five senses, yeah. And
3: then uh, I do think, I, I think that they may be, some of them may be tricksters, some of them may enjoy a good laugh. But maybe there's that whole thing that some of them are kind. They, they see that, you know, they can sense that we are struggling. Yeah. And that could be this thing like uh, that perfume I always used to smell whenever I was having a really bad ah, day. Ah, yeah. It's just them just trying to Triggers give you a little up.
4: A boost, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Especially if they feed off positive energy.
4: Right, that would be the biggest thing there. And it
3: may not be selfless like I just described. It may be you know, selfish still. Right. But both parties benefit
4: exactly yeah
3: most parasitic relationships are like that you know you don't want the host to die
4: like at uh like at the end of monsters inc when, when they, they switch switched to, to the laughter laughs. yeah they both benefit at that point
3: you ready for the next one yeah every night i would have to empty all the bins in the building and take them out to a larger one in the courtyard i was the only one who did this i was not afraid of the dark and i saw better than cleaning or cluttering up the rooms back at the entrance until morning Not too long after the incident in the room, I started getting a very similar feeling whilst out in the courtyard. It began out in the center of it. It felt like almost a physical weight to my head, to my shoulders, onto my neck, and pressing downwards, as well as the same sensation of being watched, but dialed up to the point of extreme discomfort. I really could not emphasize of how strong this feeling was. It was the same night after night, determined not to let the simple feeling of a non-logical basis, beat me. I continued to empty all the bins, although as time went on, I started to wear me out. So some, and I began to shy away from the center of the courtyard. Soon, the oppressive feeling spread to the fourth oh, and covered the entire courtyard, and I could only navigate it at night by skirting around the wall. One night coming in, I locked the door behind me. I turned and saw something standing in the wall. It was right next to the light with a monitor sensor. Yet it hadn't set it off. It was just like a, a beat or the barest silhouette. And after, the sensation in the courtyard got far, far worse, to the point where bearing down unbelievably, it began to be accompanied by something I'm not sure how to describe. I want to say whispers, but it's like they were on the edge of my hearing, almost non-audible, mm. persistence, impossible to ignore, but at the same time low in volume and impossible to actually pick out any words or semblance. And low enough that I had to question whether I was actually hearing them or it was my mind. This made the courtyard so much more uncomfortable. I began dumping the bags in the back door like everybody else. <laughs> now.
4: Completely changed his whole
3: routine, I guess. But it slowly warmed, and that's a, that's a haunting thing. Yeah. They wear you out. Yeah. You know, they that's they're feeding off you, whether it's on purpose or not. They're wearing you out on purpose. Yep. And then. It's funny, like you said, everybody else before me would just throw him at the back door and let the morning shift deal with him. Yeah. out of he what I'm going to assume he thought was laziness. Yeah. Now now I'm wondering if everybody else went through the same rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't get as far as him.
4: But similar experiences yeah. enough to make him do the same thing. Yeah. What do you got so far? I mean, this is pretty... Uh, I mean, this is interesting. It's intense. I, I don't want to be Gary right now.
3: No, I mean, I wouldn't be Gary. I'd have quit a long time ago. Oh, yeah. You for sure would have. First, the first weird thing. It's like, nope, I'm done. I'd have woke that old lady up and be like, you witch. <laughs> Shaking her awake. Well, yeah, see, that's what you wake somebody out of the slumber. Yeah. They they can't lie. Your brain's not old. like, especially if she's after projecting as a witch.
4: You have that, like, that moment of like 30 seconds. Of, yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah. Why? Oh. Yeah. Ha! I quit.
3: I'm going to go get a newt beat to death with it.
4: Beat her? Yeah, to death. You, with the new,
3: mm-hmm. wait—you well, don't really have to beat her with it. You just kind of toss it onto her. They That's... don't have super toxic ones over in Europe. Oh, okay. That's Come why on. they're all extinct or yeah. endangered. <laughs> all right, you ready? Yeah. Now we're getting to the stairs. Stairs. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Stairs are always a weird. Stairs hold a weird place in paranormality. Oh, I was thinking stairs like someone looking at you. No, like as in staircase. Okay, gotcha. Now they all hold a weird place in paranormality. Yeah, some weird stuff like the sha- the
4: like this not shadow staircases, the ghost staircases that
3: pop mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Oh yeah.
4: It just seems like there's always the footsteps on the steps on mm-hmm. the stairs. And I think it's, it's if it's weird.
3: transitioning planes almost. Ah. If That's more what they represent than the actual physical stairs themselves. Ah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the crossroads. Right. Like I don't think it's actually because you built a crossroad that they're haunted or the bad stuff happens. It's, just it's the what fact they that... symbolize. Yeah. You know, the intention behind them passing from one life to another and all this stuff. There are two main sets of stairs in the building, an old set that were formerly servant stairs when I uh, that I would come down, and a grand staircase at the front of the building. This had a smaller set at the top of them, connected to the main corridor, which I shall call the red stairs. Ooh. I would usually go back up the second set after putting up or putting the reddish brand, or r- rubbish down. I'm sorry, it's not a word we use very often. Rubbish. You need to go a fair bit out of your way to use the servant stairs. I had noticed this, or before this, that for some reason, almost everybody in the building would go down the servant stairs to avoid the red stairs. I didn't think that they even realized it. It was a far faster trip to just walk directly down the staff room to the main office from down there. Uh, But most of the staff and residents would go all the way around to the servant stairs, Mm. walk the entire way around the building, come up to the grand stairs, go up them for the night. I started to realize why. The grand stairs had a large window that looked into the courtyard. So after the courtyard started to become oppressive, the same feeling and whisper started coming through the windows. Mm. The red stairs were an entirely different feeling. Walking up the stairs, I started to hit the feeling of absolute unnerving terror, like something or someone was chasing and trying to kill me. It was right behind me, only a split second away from catching me and killing me. Jeez. The red stairs almost ends at a corridor right beside the Ravens room. The Ravens room. The feeling, what's le- lessened, does not go away during the daytime. Whilst the courtyard is perfectly pleasant in the daytime, there is a long empty corridor at the bottom of the red stairs, which I thought may contribute to the feeling. And at night, it was well of darkness. Mm. You could easily imagine something sitting there unseen, just waiting. But closing the door over it, if anything, made it feel worse. So what do you think so far?
4: I wouldn't want to work here. i, I, I already done, put my two weeks in.
3: That's weird, I though. I'd have walked in for the interview and be like, nah. you guys got demons? Yeah. You guys got <laughs> demons, don't you? Yep. No, uh, no? Yeah. No? Y- yeah, you do. I think you do. Why is it staircase
4: covered in blood? Right, yeah. Why is it the red stairs? Oh, it's just the blood. Why is it blood?
3: Oh, nothing. The wall's leaking. I don't know. You see
4: other <laughs> stairs. If you're going to complain about it.
3: <laughs> All right, one night, I was going along the top corridor I passed the female residence room. A few hours after midnight, I hear a man's voice come out of there. There, myself and the other staff member on the corridor the entire night. Nobody but her, or nobody but her went in and out of that room, and it didn't make a sound like it was a TV or a recording. I was gutturally and, absor- and it was guttural and absolutely unintelligible, just like the whispers. Mm. But it was so directly across the hall from the Ravens room, so it could have originated from there. There was about six... or So it could have originated from there. There's about six feet difference. A few months passed, and I stopped using the staircase completely. Same as everyone else, and especially at night. And see, this is definitely one of those places where you're like, nobody's talking about it, mm-hmm. but when you start really looking at it, and everybody's doing the same things that don't make any sense from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. you're like, everybody's probably having at least something like this. Some experience, yeah. Yeah. The whispers and the feelings beginning or uh, being watched begin... or started to take over the entire window on the ground floor, and looked into the courtyard. Although curiosity, or although curiosity, non stair upstairs, so the whole bottom floor is starting anywhere the windows are open. You can feel the oppressive energy coming through. Not the second floor, almost like a gas. Ooh, like how like a mustard gas would settle or something like that. Yeah, it's very. There's there's some kind of rules here. Okay, it's just uh, you know it's trying to. There are rules to the paranormal. I fully believe. It's just they may not be out. They may be out of our physical understanding of how the universe works.
4: Understanding how those rules apply.
3: Yeah, this maybe this oppressive energy is very similar to that of gas. Just dense gas. The corridor which leads to the top of the red stairs to the staff room passed both the Ravens room and the room where I heard the voice that one uh, which was normally would keep the lights off, although it was still somewhat illuminated by the fire lighting. It had a fire door hallway down its length with glass panels on it. One night, I come up the, from the downstairs and out of the corner of my eye, I see a silhouette standing at the end. Oof. It was not there where I looked directly. It was not there when I looked directly, but after coming back five minutes later, it was there again. It was nearly It was never visible in my direct view, but it was all too clearly there and it was persistent. It vanished if I put the light on it but put or but put them off and it would come back in a moment the look I looked away. I had I had cornered this by, I had cornered this by putting a light in the corridor every night. It seemed a little crazy in uh, retrospect, but nobody on the staff would have believed me. I, I don't think so. I think they would have uh, it may have seen oh so I wasn't going to go down there and confront it if I couldn't get away from it. So I just had to stick to the light, mm. keep working and hope it went away, or at least wouldn't do anything else. I don't even know if it I don't know if it was connected, but I'd also heard three knocks one night while turning the lights on.
4: Okay. Three now that's knocks. three knocks
3: m- once again, mocking the holy trinity. Ah. That's where when you start talking about demons. Yeah. You, you know, almost everything happens in threes.
4: That is odd. What's well, one of those numbers? Mm-hmm. One of the Tesla numbers.
3: Well, it's the Holy
4: Trinity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true.
3: They reached its peak of the start of November when I was sitting in the same corridor and looked up and saw it directly, or as directly as I was able to. I could see it in the safety glass, but not behind it. Like I was seeing the reflection, but not the source. Mm. It was already in motion. I only caught a slight glimpse, and it was haunting me. It's haunted me since. It appeared to have come out of the Ravens Room when I opened the door to the reds st- and. and And then it had opened the door to the red stairs. The door was open in the wrong place. The hinges and locks seemed reverse. It was opening the hinges and turning back the locks. Turning on the locks.
4: Interesting.
3: So it's like it's in a parallel world. Right, yeah. But he watched it happen. So for everybody at home, maybe I didn't read that correctly. It was grabbing the hinges of the door and swinging them open, and the door was rotating on the locks.
4: right. Right, the locks is acting as the hinge now.
3: Mm-hmm. Very, very d-
4: odd. Doesn't make sense uh, at all, mechanically speaking.
3: It had already part of the way back of the door. I didn't, I didn't see it at all. But it wasn't human, although I think it walked on two legs. The skin was an awful pale reddish pink. Oh, oh, reddish pink skin. Meat man makes me think of a bleached boiled lobster.
4: Lobster man. And I was thinking of uh, from X Men the movie.
3: Uh, wait till I get to this next one. Uh, but it had far too many arms. Oh, okay. The space around the torso was filled with a mad panoply of elbows and limbs. It came down with co. Or I came down with COVID almost immediately after that. It sounds like he ran into the embodiment of disease. Hmm. That's interesting. We'll we'll bring back that up in a second. Okay. Uh, so he caught COVID almost immediately. I spent every night there for the next few weeks, jolting awake, afraid that the silhouette was standing at the end of my bed. After recovering, I went back to my on my shift. And the first night I was back, I was coming to the door to the kitchen, and the silhouette was there, peering around the corner at me. I flat out refused to work any more night shifts after that. And once it took a while afterwards, I no longer work at this location. Ah, uh, so Gary quit. Uh, yeah, he ran into the. I think the embodiment. So this, so it's on two legs. A plethora of arms, what seems to be a face. I don't know. What do you think? Sounds uh creepy. Sounds very either demonic. Yeah. Or it's something spiritual. I don't think it's a ghost. I don't think it's people. And I don't I think, never think it's people
4: personally, but and I don't think it's like a creature, like a like, like a cryptid. Yeah, or just you know, like a, an animal, like just some weird animal. I don't no, think it's definitely
3: that. it seems like an entity, a spiritual entity. Yeah. Yeah. A breath stealer. There's there's some legends of those. <sighs> Uh, especially if this is a nursing home. Yeah. Like, th- your last breath is a very precious resource for mm. paranormal rituals and stuff like that. So there's these creatures called breath stealers. I, I don't remember their actual names, but yeah. that's kind of what they are. And they hang around places like this waiting to snatch away your last breath.
4: Yeah, there's if that's where they're at,
3: that's a good place to do it. And then like the embodiment disease is kind of described like this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's very uh, Lovecraftian as well. Yeah. Yes, uh, non-Euclidean geometry.
4: With all the uneven... Like, yeah. Right.
3: Uh, but very much, I don't know. It's Asyme- very odd.
4: Asymmetrical. I
3: think that would be the term, right? Yeah, non-Euclidean geometry. Okay, yeah.
4: I don't know. Either way, it sounds uh,
3: quite frightening. What do you think? I don't know what this is.
4: I mean, I'm st- I'm with you on the spiritual thing. Like it's- it,
3: it first kind of started manifesting as a shadow person. Yeah and then it got more developed and that may be he may have seen what the end of shadow people look like
4: mm, like when they f- fully, fully physical, f- start coming through physically manifest yeah oh it's weird what if it was manifesting like it was trying to take like a human form eventually it's getting there
3: like now, an octopus I, it just was yeah. trying to mimic as best it could then it was still in its got like mad.
4: developing stages yeah or you know maybe they like over time just grow develop into it
3: and what about the energies in the courtyard there's still more stories it's just
4: Oh, I mean, there's a lot to this, a lot, a lot to this. We'll break it
3: all down here in a second. Let me finish what he's got. Okay. So that's the vast bulk of my stories. The activity seemed to lessen after that. Although I was no longer working nights, I was less exposed to it. I I was found as saying that the Lord's Prayer on the Red Stairs seemed to mitigate its effects. I have had a few more incidents since several times since I had uh, been coming out of the rooms around long corridors. I've had the, head, the handles turn in my hand as I gripped them. At one point, the door even shifted open on its own. Hmm. But each time, there was nobody behind it. I had been into the uh, Raven's room, and I had a radio repeatedly turn on itself on, when I kept turning it off to one point where I had pulled the plug off out of the wall, left for 15 minutes, came back with nobody being in the room since. Uh, Verily short, before I left, I was walking out to my car at night, when the floodlights inexplicably shut off, hmm. and the presence, or the pressure, and the whispers returned, defending, or de- uh, def- defending this time, although rather, uh, I simply got in my car and I drove away. Basically, it was like, seemed like it was attacking him, like it was trying to get him, like it was hardcore attacking him. Okay. But it turned the light off. Yeah, the floodlights. Seemed like, yeah, it seemed like yeah. the lights directly affected.
4: Ah, okay. Very shadow people, you won't get to that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Probably completely unrelated, but driving home one night, I saw a pillar of cloud, orange light, with a glowing sphere at the top of it, with a black dot in the center of the sphere. Sounds like the eye of Sauron. <laughs> it kind of does. A uh, few meters a- after that was a spidery shadow clinging to the underside of a bridge, that which sounds- a lady was killed on in a car crash only a few days after I saw this. A
4: spidery shadow. No, thank you.
3: Well, think about it. if this thing is crawling on its side. Yeah. That'd look like a spidery shadow. I could see it, yeah. I heard a lot of weird noises and weird distorted half-barks. And something followed me back to the building, but stayed out of sight. Although it was probably just local wildlife. Uh, I will admit, I'm not an outdoorsman, so it was probably just foxes or other local wildlife. I'm going to tell you, I was a biologist. Does not, no. I, it was hyenas. It, was, it was, a was hyena. Yeah. Oh, you wish. I'd rather deal with a hyena than whatever he was seeing. Yeah. Oh, I would I guess me too. These sound almost like 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 angels of death or something like that. I doesn't sound there?
4: good. It doesn't sound positive.
3: Uh, I also have a few other coworker stories and general information to share. The site has been occupied for a long time, but the current building was built with funds from the East Indian Company, or East oh. India Company. And you don't know if you don't know of them, imagine Amazon had an army and a body count in the tens of millions. So just yeah. Amazon. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So it's surprised uh, that the walls don't weep. So it's no surprise the walls don't weep blood. I found it really used rooms downstairs that has a bizarre in trace of fire being in lit recently. That's weird. But not a person there had any knowledge of it being done. The manager claimed that it was abandoned wing had no stairs. Get if you stand in the center window, you can clearly see that it has an Albi, very narrow one, but uh, almost. Sl- concealed behind a wall so it has hidden stairs to it interesting Low, only accessible via the basement tunnel and not from the ground floor so you got to go the long way around to even get to this get, wing mm-hmm. i am so unsure why they would lie about that because uh, that's where the monsters live yeah. generally
4: it's where they locked them away at
3: oh that's where the big one is
4: it's like the, the minotaur in his mm-hmm.
3: underground maze the wing or doesn't leopard? have windows which seemed to open and close, or the wing does have windows, which seemed to open and close occasionally, which would be very difficult if nobody was in there. Although if anyone would get in and out, it was beyond me. Every single room in the building bearing a few, uh, or b- b- barring a few of the bathrooms has two lights. Most are two separate light switches, and without exaggeration, every single one of them either had a light broken or one of the light switches were broken. Hmm. The only room with two functioning lights is the staff room, but in its staff will point uh, blank fuse or blank refuse to turn one of those on. Uh, Nobody seems to justify why, but if I turn both on, someone will either walk in and immediately turn one off or do so after I leave the room. Mm, Okay. So there's something about having the two lights on that really upsets something. In the office? Everywhere. Oh, just anywhere. So the whole building has two lights at least. Right. And only one works in every room. That's so weird. Except the staff room. But if he turns both of the staff room lights on, somebody either gets up and turns it right off, yeah, or turns it off after he leaves. It's like they know. Yeah, you're just making it mad.
4: Whatever it is,
3: mm-hmm. they have
4: to know something though. they like the people that have, I guess been there the longest. The people who own that.
3: I frankly had turned both of the uh, better lights to read, and I would wonder if the pattern, if the pattern due to the entities or entities, is somehow provoke them. With, the naming them, or with naming and the lights. It seemed illogical, but it also literally every single room in the building, which was a clear pattern. I wonder if a lot of my former co-workers had similar experiences they wouldn't talk about. Yes, they did. Or at least subconsciously aware of stuff that I had m- ever mentioned. As stated, literally everyone avoids the courtyard night and the red, uh, the red stairs. I had managed to get a few stories from my coworkers. I will note that I have not shared any stories with them until after they had told, so this is not the reaction to mine. Several staff were aware of the feeling of being watched by the raven's room, and some long-term staff had said that there's something they heard voices of old-timey music coming out of the rooms when it was empty or had been empty for weeks. A co-worker told me that they were sitting in the staff room with several others. A large stone came out of nowhere, fell directly down upon another staffer's hand. Oh, that's weird. A rock appeared yeah. and landed on a guy's hand Okay, as they're sitting there. It's so weird. Nobody threw it. It appeared just dropped directly from above. Staff would tell of the maid hung herself in the, on the red staircase. A co-worker had told me that they'd spent the night in a room by the courtyard. The entire night, they heard the sounds of children playing directly outside the window in the courtyard, despite it being behind a locked gate in the middle of a forest in the middle of the night. I was told that another coworker was sitting in the room directly above the room where this took place. Also a night shift, when several children in Victoria-era clothing, Victoria-era clothing came into the room, they sat and played and did not speak to her or directly interact with her for quite some time. As she sat on the sofa, too terrified to move, they eventually started clapping in front of her face and laughing before turning and leaving. Okay, then. The interior had been remodeled extensively. But one of the surviving rooms as reportedly a nursery. Finally, a co-worker told me that they had a door being opened by a big arm, mm. quotes, and had heard the endless sounds of wet feet. Ooh. But this was one I don't believe as the co-worker spent every night shift asleep and made up lies constantly to try to cover for this for the sake of pretty petty drama. Hope you guys like this, even if it's a bit outside the usual cryptid angle. Thanks, Tom, for getting me to share this. I'll write a funny five-star review at some point. The fungus among us, Gary.
4: Gary. Thank you, Gary. Oh, my gosh, Gary. Thank, thank you, quotes, Gary. Yeah. Um, that's a wild experience, and so I that's, hope that's, I hope you're no longer working there. I hope hey, you have a different quit. Jo- Okay, for sure. Okay, good. Just, you know, make sure you just didn't get a job at a different apartment there or something. I don't know, but different department. I think I said apartment. Yeah.
3: So... <laughs> This is horrible.
4: Yeah, it's not something I would, It's not the work environment. This I is would.
3: like very much like uh. I think there's lesser paranormal entities. Okay. Like not quite demon level, not good. Right. I think there's things that are just not good, but not quite demons. I think that's what he's experiencing. And now this actually throws my whole thought on shadow people around. Ooh. At least some of some shadow people experiences, that where. They're trying to phase in and they're gaining power. They're getting more and more physical. And at just the early stages, they look vaguely humanoid. Mm. And then by the time they get more developed, they look like giant spiders or lobsters with, you know, hundreds of arms, arms and legs. Yeah,
4: you out have a stomach or something. Very
3: Cthulhu, Lovecraftian, you know, indescribable cosmic horror. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about those entities? Uh,
4: like the. Lovecraftian ones? Or well, no, what? the
3: ones he's seen the guy with all the arms, and then oh. he's seen the giant spider. Oh, yeah, under the bridge. Uh, I mean... And then he heard animals following him into work, making guttural barks and incomprehensible noises. Yeah, that's... The w- I wonder what, Gary, I'm just going to say. It's not a fox. No, I don't think it's any animal. You don't got a lot of UK animals left. You got badgers and foxes. Could be a black shark. Well, that's just one phenomena with another phenomena. Oh yeah, I know. I think a black shuck would not be hanging around here. You don't think so? And I think whatever these things they are eat black shucks. Just mm-hmm. drag it down to hell, and make it a meal of it. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what. The there's h- a whole other wing. That 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 has open and closing staircase. Yeah,
4: oh, yeah. That like, it sounds like a weird building to begin with. I wonder what the. I just would like to know the history of the
3: building. Well, the like, East India Company. They probably well, brought back a bunch of. Stolen goods and then they cursed artifacts. Right. A lot of probably skulls because they didn't view other people as people.
4: Uh, that's for sure. Or just cattle just beneath them. But I don't know. I mean, and that company. I mean, they could have just came in and scooped up. If something happened there and they had just, I don't know, got it for a deal. And like,
3: the color of it at the end of the creatures.
4: What, that fleshy, like, reddish pink? Yeah. Yeah, it's not something I want to see yet. Like a naked mole rat, but I wonder
3: if it's still not done. That's what I was thinking too. Like the shadows are the first, and then slowly morphs into that, and then it'll get yeah, it's I'm slowly developing skin.
4: into a. I would say it's developing into a humanoid type thing, human, trying to. It had a hundred
3: arms and it looked like a lobster. I know. I say
4: trying to like get there. The only that, thing
3: human was two legs.
4: That's just its. That's its in between stage.
3: No, I it, think the thing. I think the shadow person's the in between stage.
4: Oh well. Okay, like a nymph. So you think the thing with all the arms is like its final form? Oh no, I think
3: it's getting there. That's what I think too. Yeah. It's gonna get one more cocoon,
4: and then after that, it drops all the extra. Vestigial. No, I think they get bigger.
3: Like she said, I don't know what big arm means. The other co-worker is talking about but a big arm.
4: Big arm, is singular.
3: But I don't know if it's a hundred feet long. Is you know what I mean? Like or just jacked, like a. Big strong right. arm. Yeah. In my head, I might have a picture of a long arm. Like she can kind of see into the room. Yeah. And sees this ungodly long arm cl- like closing the door. I pictured like a big strong, like. And I think they closed off the other side of the wing because I think it's where something's in there. Coming from that. Like area? a big one.
4: Oh, like they sealed it off, like bore it up. Yeah. Even boarded the stairs into the walls or whatever.
2: Mm
4: hmm. Just keep it back.
3: You gotta so you got to go back. outside and around and down into the basement to even get up into that wing. That's so weird.
4: But um, there's probably a reason. There's got to be a reason. No, no one I th- would just I think do all that. the
3: other coworkers had experiences.
4: Yeah, which is why they're doing the things that he noticed, like leaving the trash. Uh, what was the other thing?
3: Just not using the stairs. Everybody going yeah, all the way around the friggin' building yeah. to just go down to one flight of stairs.
4: Now, I will say this. At my uh, dad's cousin's house when we were growing up, so I guess it would be my second cousin, they had an old house, and it was just an old farmhouse. But on the side, they did have one of those little staircases that was like built into the wall like it was like a foot and a half two feet wide i don't know what like just a little staircase but it was always fun using that one rather than their main staircase or was it Yeah, you just go up the little it's like a little secret entry to the upstairs it was like a, it was just like a secret pathway it was it was awesome but they don't build stuff like that in the old in houses anymore this was a, definitely an old farmhouse But yeah, you go in the little, you open up like the little secret door in the little entry room. And then there was a staircase wrapped around the wall all the way up to the upstairs, right by my cousin Tom's uh, bedroom. And it was just like a little secret passageway. It's it's pretty awesome. I can understand why they would do that. Makes sense. You want to use the secret passageway staircase? No, it's because the demon. Oh, that's what they blame it on. And then, like, there's so. All this is explainable by the Do you know what a rake actually is? A rake? Yeah.
3: Yeah, not th- the North American thing.
4: No, the thing you use up, you know, when all the leaves fall. The no, ra- not that thing either. Oh,
3: oh, like the paranormal creature, the rake. Yes, just my big contingency with what we call the rake now is pretty much just the wendigo. Okay. Like the, the rake in European folklore is basically the paranormal version of a vulture. Okay, and they're horrible to look at. They're monstrosities. They don't look like people. Like, like the vultures. one. That, yeah. The ones that like we're here in the US look like people. Like they're very humanoid. They're very, you know, they got heads, eyes, you know, they got all the parts we got. Right. Uh, this thing is not. It's, and it feeds on. So they would see them a lot around battlefields. Okay. Because the p- dying and the freshly dead. Oh,
4: you're talking about their final breath? Is this the breath eaters? Well,
3: we'll come back to those. They would steal, like, they'd gut them. They'd gut them while they were alive, to steal organs and body parts and stuff like that, or f- recently dead, mm. and then use them for rituals. Mm. So there's that whole thought, that maybe may an ancient order of people. They got into, like, satanic stuff, and that's what they devolved into. Yeah. And then the breath stealers are entities that feed off, you know, they steal that last breath for food. There's also these entities, like, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but like we talked about, just feed off of paranormal trauma. Yeah, You know, just you being in constant sorrow, pain. The second you have to alter your... And that's why he was even... You know, he got the feeling. The second you have to alter your course because of them, Mm -hmm. they win. Right, yep. You you have to alter your life because of them. Yep. And then they make you alter more and more. Like, as he was walking straight dead center of the courtyard. Yeah. And it was wearing him out. Wear him out. So he started walking to the side and debated it for a little bit. And then it got bigger. And then he started to walk. The last time he was walking, literally... Belly against the, the wall, trying to walk around the courtyard and not go in out. He probably looked ridiculous. I'm sure. But everybody who probably saw him was like, yeah, that was me two months ago.
4: Yeah, exactly. They know what's going on. Yeah,
3: yeah. and then, you know, and that's why the trash piles up at
4: the back door. It's crazy how no one really talked about it too much.
3: But that's how it was for our, our haunting.
4: True. And True. that's
3: only on Patreon. H- Hit, yeah. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But for our haunting, we all experienced the same stuff. Nobody talked. Right, yeah. Nobody said anything until the very end.
4: It's hard. And it's how that and happens it's
3: because it, they want you to feel isolated yeah the entity wants you to feel isolated it wants you to feel like you're crazy crazy and that's to... why the whispers are just barely audible you can't pick out any words what if it sounds like samurai chatter we heard it a couple times it's not like it's just like you ever heard a person it's hard like the other side of a gym whispering to somebody okay yeah I get you it. can hear sound but you have no idea what they're saying yeah, that's what it. it's like but there are a ton of people doing it yeah, all at the same time.
4: That would be quite annoying, I guess. Mm-hmm.
3: It's freaky, especially when there's no people yeah. around. Oh yeah, makes you feel like you're going crazy, and that's the whole point—making you feel like you're going crazy. Yeah,
4: I would imagine so. Yeah, man, this is crazy, Gary. So, what
3: do you think, Gary? Experienced?
4: I don't know—some sort of demon and some sort of spiritual being. I don't know, but nothing positive. I do. I'll settle on that. I don't think this was a positive thing at all. No, they're
3: never. They never are. I don't think then so. Like Ross's smiling man and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like that.
4: Yeah. Screw that. That was a weird
3: colors too. Yeah.
4: Gray. Like mm-hmm. that weird gray. That blue, gray. Yeah.
3: Like that's a sickly color too. And that's the thing is the sickly colors. Mm-hmm. Like this red, pink. Just off putting. Yeah. Like almost like like blood drained meat. Mm. Yum. An oxlottle. Yeah, oh, they can be pink. That that's hot pink though. That's not like this is described as like flesh. Gotcha.
4: Yeah. Either way, wouldn't want to run into it. Or that giant spider. I wouldn't want to see that I think it's the same
3: thing, personally.
4: You think so? I think it's the Death Eater or something like that. Could be, but not something I want to just, you know,
3: And then, like you said, the lady lady died there three days later after he saw it. That's crazy. Like, they were waiting. That's weird. This is a nursing home. That's why there's a bunch of them there.
4: Oh, yeah. Just waiting. Waiting for the next, Uh, I don't know, being to pass on.
3: There was a movie, and this will be my last thing for this episode. There was a movie, and I cannot think of the name of it. So, all you super fans out there will email me. Uh, where they were building a box to catch ghosts, like right as somebody was died, they wanted to catch her soul. Okay, and they got this lady. They couldn't. They still couldn't see the ghost. Okay, but they got this lady that somehow they empirically proved that she could see ghosts or spirits.
4: And so they got one in the box. And she could see. So it? They get
3: this old guy. It's like hot cancer and he's dying, and they lock him in this box. Yeah. And they're going to catch his soul. Yeah. And she's freaking out and saying, like, you know, this is so inhumane. Like, why are you doing this? You know? Yeah. And he dies. It works. And all of a sudden, all the lights start flickering and stuff. He's banging on the side. He's banging on the side. He's banging on the side. Trying to get out? Yeah. And he's trying to talk to the girl that can see him. He knows who can see him. Yeah. And he's trying to say that they're they're coming for me. They're coming for me. You gotta let me go. They're coming for me. So he's like pointing. They're coming for me. And he's pointing up. He's like, you gotta let me go before they get here. Yeah. And she's like, and she's trying to tell them, you gotta let them go before something gets here. Something's coming. And then all the building lights start flickering and stuff like that. She grabs the button, turns it off. They grab it, turn it back on, and they catch something else. Oh. And he got out and but the things that were chasing him got in real quick, and they caught him, and they were these big, disgusting there was one that was like a succubus that looked like a woman, but with you know demonic parts, but the rest of them were like one was like a big goop entity, and one was like 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 a thing with all the hands, there was one yeah. with all the hands in there, ooh, and they had caught a whole bunch of them that were trying to grab the soul before it got to heaven.
4: oh, that's w- scary
3: and the demonic sake, best-looking woman, goes, just goes, like, shh, to the lady. And so they're asking, all the lights stop flickering and stuff like that. They're like, is there anything in there? And she says, no. There's nothing uh, in there. It lets him out.
4: She lied. Yeah. Oh, that's not good.
3: Well, because now those demons were extremely
4: mad, unhappy. Because they were caught. Yeah. Yeah, they got got. Mm-hmm.
3: She could have, but she wanted them to. She wanted the demons to attack the people that were trapping human souls. Um, but the demons wanted the human souls. It was weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever. That doesn't sound familiar to me. Remember, a human soul weighs a quarter of an ounce.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Just remember that, people.
3: We should do an episode on that study. I think we could. He did it pretty humanely, I believe, if I remember the study right. Yeah, because he, he even so. paid for. Uh, I think he paid for funeral expenses and stuff too. Oh, nice. Okay. And
4: people are on their way out. Yeah, he didn't trap him. No, he just
3: put a he just put a scale on the bed and said, "Make sure you don't take anything on or off before I get there." Right, because you know people defecate when they die sometimes, and oh, or yeah. urinate, or so he wanted to make sure all that weight was accounted for. Right. I think it's an average is like quarter of a gram or something like that. He found he did it a couple hundred people
4: burst out the soul.
3: Yeah, it's craziness. We just lose a quarter a of gram of weight like when we die. Yeah, we could do an episode on that. All right, I've been the Great and Powerful Mystery, and I've been Jay. Make sure you send us your stories, guys. This is great. We yeah. love them. I, I, we just, definitely do. The encounters you guys have will be solidified forever in the radio waves. That's right. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast.
4: Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow.
3: Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical.
2: Say goodbye